Hello and welcome to Shine Waves Live, our first live podcast. I'm Robert. And I'm Stevie. And today we're going to be talking about everything spiritual, but without the fluff. Yep. Is that fair to say? Yep. It's our job to take the fluff out of everything that's out there. We're basically, we created this forum because we're, we're kind of tired of hearing the same questions regurgitated a thousand different ways. Mm. So the way we're doing it right now is we're taking customer questions, client questions, and even call-ins tonight. And we're trying to simplify and defluff all of these common, how would you say, questions, questions or... or terminologies mm-hmm. and make them as basic as possible. So we we will be releasing um, at least one podcast every single week. So we'll have new content, we'll have guest speakers. This is our first live, live in the store. And we do have uh, client questions and customer questions that we're going to read through and we're just going to defluff. Yes. So defluff it, Rob. Defluffing. All right. Don't make it too complicated. I'll do my best. I'm a simple guy. Are you though? No. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I'm not a simple guy. All right. So should we start with the first one? Then? Let's go with the first one. All right. The first one is from Miss Kimberly. Yeah, Kim- so the question is, if new to spiritual aspect of life, what do you recommend one first focus on? Yeah. That's a good question. That's a deep one. Yes. That's a deep, deep, deep one. Who goes first? Go for it. You, you tap that one. Okay. So. If you are completely new to spirituality, what I would recommend to focus on is first starting with something simple like mindfulness or breathing, just kind of becoming more aware of what's going on inside of your body. Uh, I think with day-to-day life, sometimes we're more focused externally and not looking inward often. Um, So that would be just becoming mindful of the emotions that show up in your life, uh, what different factors you're dealing with on a day-to-day basic and just starting basic with those things. And then as time passes, you can start to seek out modalities that might be of support to you or guide you along the way. Is yeah, that-, that sounds about right. The, the only thing I would actually add to that is because spirituality has so many differing paths and uh, how would you say different lineages and different terminologies yeah. is to simplify it. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do go down a lot of rabbit holes very, very fast. Mm-hmm. So focus on one particular intention mm-hmm. and f- stick within that uh, paradigm or that ideology. And it, again, if you need help, well, that's what we're here for. Literally come in, have a chat with us. We can sort of keep you on the straight and narrow. And then you can definitely advance and develop that. But it's 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 all about you know making sure that your own energy yeah. and your own mindset are very focused on what your, your end goal is. And that's a lot right. of the problem that we don't really focus on our end goal. We get so caught up in the model of the journey mm-hmm. that we don't really you know, set the intention of what our end goal is. I mm-hmm. want to learn this modality. I want to do this style or this ideology of mm-hmm. spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my view anyway. Yeah, I think it just becoming self-aware of what works for you and then seeking out different areas that can benefit you. Like maybe you're interested in color therapy or learn about crystals or potentially tarot. Like you never know as, as you start to develop, maybe you want, like you notice uh, a gift might arrive. Like maybe you're a little bit more intuitive or empathic. What can help you along? So just, just as a random side question, just because we, 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 just what do you got? Tangents as usual, you know me <laughs> talking about rabbit holes. I'm going to bring you down one. Okay. So the point? baseline of it is right. We literally started off by saying, you know, spiritual paths. Yeah. But we haven't really defined what is spirituality? What mm. is spirituality to the person? Because spirituality, if you look at conformed religion, people think that's spiritual. Mm-hmm. But spirituality, by definition, is connected to a higher source without conform. Can you agree Correct. with that? It's without almost an institutional structure in place or following specific commandments or beliefs is that is that yeah, fair to say yeah, it's yeah. almost it's so, a freer form of it yeah so no no ideology no specific ideology, ideology but temptations and little aspects of both yeah. okay so i just wanted to get that out of the way because you know if we're defluffing this let's defluff the word okay spiritual that's, is a word cool. that is thrown around because conform religion is always associated as being a spiritual path it's mm. not it's a religious path it's a practice mm. you know and it's a continuous practice within a very specific set of conforms and spirituality is a free spirit. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Is, yeah. 
It's a good way. And you can kind of take it in different directions instead Absolutely. of just following a specific path or direction. And, and that, maybe that works for some people. Maybe people want a, yeah, more, uh, a structure or something to follow or a spirituality. You're seeking out different answers in different areas. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. By no, any not means. at all. Not at all. If that suits your, your mindset, if that suits the whole way that you approach uh, a higher dimensional connection, mm -hmm. whether it be through the name of God or Buddha or, you know, even Krishna, Krishna whatever, whatever yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if that suits you, that's fine. Yeah. But we're here to defluff the terms. Spirituality is non-conformed. Mm. Religion is conformed. That's good. And that's the way I, you know, by definition, it literally states that. And that's the whole purpose of this. We want to make sure that these terms are very clearly. You got like a good def defining definition. Yes, I'm very technical. I like it. You know, I'm technical. Oh, yeah. I do. Terminology is a big thing in spirituality, hence why we have this to defluff it. Okay. Okay. What do we got next? So, the next question we have is from Rebecca mm -hmm. How do I open myself up more to spirituality? in the places I need to see, what sign should I look out for? That's mm. another deep question, but it's a completely different angle. Totally different angle. Wow, that's wow. right. I've seen you quiet for the first time in my life. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No, I do, I do have a couple ideas of where you could start with something like we that. We really need to give you a podcast pen name, can we? So on the podcast, start it like that, eh? Can, yeah, because everybody's <laughs> got a comment, right? I, I, like, What's I'm, yours then? I don't think we have one for you yet. Irish Stevie. Everybody calls me Irish Stevie. Irish Stevie. Stevie. Yeah, you can, we can jazz that up, but come yeah, on. You think, are definitely, definitely Bob the Buddha. Come on now. You've got that style. So Bob the so Buddha. So we went from Bob the Builder, which I hated. To Bob the Buddha. To which, Bob the Buddha. Yeah, okay. okay. So I just I want to put that out there. So Bob the Buddha, <laughs> where would you lie on this one? <laughs> How do you open okay. yourself up well, spiritually? <laughs> I think something that is interesting to be mindful of in your surroundings is synchronistic events. So maybe somebody's repeating the same uh, a combination of words from different people that are maybe guiding you towards a specific direction. You can look at, I like to look at trinitized numbers that you see around you. Oh, like it's like one, angel one, numbers. One, or 999. Yeah, angel numbers, yeah. I think those are, and like just searching up what those things mean. And usually it deals with expansion. So I think kind of just looking for areas within your day-to-day -day life that might kind of guide you towards uh, a deeper understanding of your own spirituality. So, so what would you classify as a sign? You know, you've said about yeah. the synchronistic numbers, but um, signs come in many forms. And one of the most absolutely. common ones that I've seen that people miss all the time is bird feathers. Mm. Because each of the different aspects of bird feathers means different things. Mm -hmm. And that research, that ornithotic research is really, really deep. So when you actually get into color association and then the feather on top of that, you mm -hmm. get the color association of the emotion plus generally where it comes from. Mm. But what are signs? Like some people look up in the sky and go, make a bird fly past. You yeah. know, yeah, that's that's a very generic thing. A bird could fly past at any time. True, true. So uh, in your opinion, are these signs I'm thinking definitive? Of like, let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and you're really thinking about, you know, I kind of want to travel or... I'm thinking about this place, but you're not really speaking about it to anybody. But as you're going throughout your day to day life, maybe as you're having a conversation with somebody, they bring up that topic on. Them. Oh, yeah. OK. Right. And then and I just want to make might sure happen that one that... day and then another day somebody else brings. I just want to make sure that you're clearly saying that, that it comes from another human and not from Siri listening. Or, yeah. <laughs> or or, you know, Facebook. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, you prick. Recommendations. <laughs> Listening like into my now. stuff. <laughs> I don't care. But the fact that that's, that's what I'm trying to say. The, you know, signs can become in many, many forms. Yes. And it's just, you know, it's the human interaction of these signs that we need to really focus on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Can we agree on that? I can agree on that. All right. Then. So, so that, that literally brings us into another question. How do you talk to people who have passed um, through light flickering or signs? And this comes in from Val. Mm -hmm. So this is into spiritual mediumship. Yes. Clairestance and clairvoyance and mediumship. Now, mediumship right. is, in my opinion, a gift that everybody, everybody has. We're all empathetic. We're all energetic. We're all spiritual beings. We can like have human antennas to some degree. Exactly. You know, we we're literally built like on that. our environments. Absolutely. It's that natural sensitivity that we have. Absolutely. But when we, when we talk about mediumship and a very deep variation, are we, you know, we have to, as I say, the point of this is to defluff it. What mm -hmm. is mediumship? Mm -hmm. How does that connect? Is what dimension is it on? Is mm -hmm. it you know as we call it heaven, hell, or whatever? Mm -hmm. But mediumship and the 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 practice of mediumship is connection to the spirit realm. Yes. So that is astral. So that is a part of your own body. 
Because mm -hmm. as we know, our chakras are made up of seven individual parts and the mm -hmm. astral body or etherical body is one of them parts. So we do, as you say, have this deep connection that we can automatically slip into that dimension mm -hmm. if we wish. A mediumship is a great way to do that. Yeah. But you, uh, as I say, the, the most common thing when it comes around to mediumship and talking to people who have passed or seeing ghosts or sprites or, you know, whatever people want to see, generally it's ghosts and fairies. Hmm. That's my most common influx of people. Oh, I want to see foot. the fair. <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah, well, you're going <laughs> kidding, into we're going into cryptoids here. Yeah, so that's getting really deep, okay? <laughs> so I would say defluff it, not overall All right, all right. But the the baseline of it is that you know, I have to take it back to the point where you said we are all an antenna. We are all capable of this. It's hmm. just about focus practice. And our energy and our etherical body are the same as our muscles. Hmm. We have to work on it. We have to practice. We have Repetition. to train them. And the more you do it and the simpler the exercises. So just for the people that are listening, one of the um, most efficient ways to develop that part of your muscle is actually memory. memory. So if you do memory tests, mm -hmm. you can actually expand that connection a lot deeper. And that's scientifically pro proven because you're taking it from a logical into memory. So therefore, you're already in the right how would you say associational part of the brain okay. in order to connect or channel hmm. so a memory exercise get a deck of cards mm -hmm. deal out five cards remember them okay put the five cards away then deal out 10 cards remember them put them away and before you know it after a few weeks of doing that you'll be able to re recite that whole deck so here's my question how hmm. does memory correlate to mediumship because Mediumship only works when we have an emotional connection, emotional library connection, in order to recognize the signs of the people we are. Uh, when, when we're talking about memory recoil and associational memory recoil, okay. it's usually a scent, a smell, or a specific color that triggers that emotional response to do with that person. So, so when, an object might have a might trigger a memory that's within your your mind from the past that and that that memory recall allows us to connect to the emotional energy behind it hmm. so let's defluff that okay the more that you the more that you work your brain the mm -hmm. higher you expand your memory recall okay the more uh the more intense the situation behind the memory becomes okay and therefore the more access points we can get to connect to that individual or that mm -hmm. situation within the astral or etherical plane now would you say if you were doing mediumship are you are you do you in a do way piercing or the perform it i'm sorry do you do mediumship or practice or perform it you that's a very blunt do, way to... you do mediumship no you do work you practice mediumship. <laughs> you think so? Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. a practice. We just talked about practicing believing. Okay, here's brain. another way that <laughs> okay. you, can, you can do mediumship with an object. Perform mediumship. Which can be a little risky if you're not equipped. It. Yeah, so a Ouija board might be one way, but... We do not recommend using the Ouija board without proper instruction and proper protection. That's a little insert in there because a lot of people mess around with the boards and spear boards and they don't actually know what they do and they unlock something that's not supposed to absolutely be yeah absolutely and i've seen it way too many times and we actually have to deal with the after effects of that as uh, energetic therapists hitchhiker energies mm -hmm. and internal something anchors next year so yeah spirit boards is a good way to do it but again i would find that that's a more advanced way and mm -hmm. um, because there's so much or uh, so many other how would you say um i'm trying to find the right word unquantifiable mm -hmm. um action or angles that you don't cover okay so i would i would stick personally i would stick away to that until you get a wee bit more trained and you want another good way to do it which i have an issue with watching too many of them are paranormal investigations do you think that would be a thing where you um, actually have tools and equipment that you can use like uh, ekg meters or spirit meters like, ghost you know, boxes yeah. switch boxes yeah if the people are there and they're genuinely doing the work mm -hmm. then they have the genuine it's tools but yeah. anything you know a lot of the like the paranormal investigations that i have mm -hmm. uh, i've been a part of i've been the privilege of being mm -hmm. a part of and the other ones that i've actually seen i'm just like no that's not real mm -hmm. and that that's where this whole area of spiritual mediumship and spiritual connection gets a bad rap because of the over commercialization of the fear factor of it yeah and then that stops that. well what if i see a ghost is it going to hurt me? What happens? People lose that control through fear. 
So, you know, spiritual mediumship in itself is it's a big area to copy because we're into what's called the clairs, the clairessence, clairvoyance, clairsentience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all these different clairs that a lot of people know as uh, psychic ability or intuitive ability. And maybe another aspect of that, it, even if a person wants to become a medium or has that gift, are they ready for it? Are they willing to open themselves up to these other forms of beings or beings that have been here but are no longer physically here? Because um, it can be a little bit overwhelming at times if you start yeah, hearing I, things. You know, you might think there's something wrong with you, or it might be just a thought, or you know, it's kind yeah, of difficult yeah, to discern. Yeah, there's a like lot that. of different aspects that you have to take into consideration. Like literally, a few people, a few clients that I've had who said, "I really wanted to, see, you know, see my dead mother or talk mm. to my dead grandmother," and then they work really hard to open that and get so scared when they actually, you know, see something or hear something very you know clearly yeah but they shut themselves back down exactly because so they, they i would scare say scare them so much that they they don't it's like was that real or was that not real and that can that can lead we down actually, another rabbit hole where we like, actually cover that and uh our first uh promoted mm -hmm. uh question and answer ep1 yeah and again that was a, a a question by david yeah and david came in and says you know how do you know what the what you're hearing is your intuition you or, your or is it something yeah. that is it your logical mind or your, your egoic mind yeah. your term and that there in itself is it's a huge 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 rabbit hole you can fall down For but sure. when we take it back to the to the so baseline defluff that defluff that <laughs> every person can do it if you focus mm -hmm. build your memory but be prepared and if you're prepared for it yeah be prepared mentally psychologically spiritually what's the, what's the expression be, be careful what you wish for yeah because it does come with consequences because you're not just opening yourself up to you know your grandparents your parents or your friend the past you're opening up to you're opening up the veil on, yeah which has piercing all kinds of things yeah. on that side so I would agree unless with you're one. not psychically aware of how energy works or how to protect yourself before going into something like that it can be a little bit dangerous absolutely yeah i'd agree with that i all would right then let's go on to the next one let's do it i think we talked the life out of that one <laughs> literally it's no pun. Oh, no it's pretty good. It's okay. It took a wee time. It must have bounced bound the ball. Right right off my smooth head. Right off my Buddha head. How do I? How do I raise my vibration? And what is classified as a low vibration? Another mm. great word that come in from Brianna. Mm, good question. I'll this have, verse. I'm like, hmm? have, have yeah? that one. Okay. Because we're going to have very differing views in this. We one. shall see. Okay. So I think. When it comes to high vibration or low vibration, I like to kind of go from uh, the Dr. Richard Dawkins. Yes. When he deals with the scale of consciousness. Yeah. And that often starts at the lowest frequency possible, which normally deals with shame and guilt. 123 hertz. It's actually on the consciousness scale, it's about zero to 20. So it's one of the lowest oh. forms of consciousness out there. Wow. I thought it was in around 100. But then maybe I'm associating the chakra with that. It's possible. You might be thinking um, of the actual frequency where yeah. I was thinking of the consciousness level. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So we'll shame, agree to shame kind of keeps you in a, in a fear-based state. And it only is when about you hit my memory serves me well, it's about 200, which is the state of neutrality. Yeah. And after the state of neutrality, that's when you start to reach into higher states of consciousness, which normally deals with courage, empowerment, uh, empathy, and the highest state of that consciousness is oneness. It's yes, oneness consciousness, which is normally around a thousand on the scale of consciousness. Ah, oh, I just I so, literally just twigged on to what you're talking. You about. You got what I'm what, talking about which now? Is the, yeah. the consciousness vortex. Yeah. Well, okay. It's a it's a map. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a, a scale essentially. Yeah, it's called the consciousness vortex. Yeah. So I now I understand. I'm on the same page. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when it comes now to I'm that, kind of I that. would say <laughs> there's two there's two major vibrations out there. You got the fear consciousness or fear vibration and the love vibration. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one way to kind of see if where you're vibrating at. If you're starting to notice, you know, I'm a little bit edgy or I don't really want to be around people. What, what emotion does that sit in? And if it sits in a specific emotion, it might tell you where you're sitting at. I might be in a low vibration because of it, or I can excel myself by, you know, having some courage or pushing myself out of it. That's one way to raise your vibration. Okay. Or, you know, there's also the, the metaphysical aspects of grounding yourself or so, transformational. How do you emotion. ground yourself? What you ground is yourself? grounding? Let's just get straight in there. That is a term that is so overused. Yeah. 
and so literally the reason we have this yeah what is grounding on a very basic scale it's connecting you back to earth energy i would say bringing you back to how? earth how there's different ways so one way you can do that is by earthing how? you don't take your shoes off take your socks off go walk in the in the grass or step in the water walk barefoot that's a great way to ground yourself okay Right, because you're literally connecting yourself. To <laughs> you know, I'm playing with you. I know you're messing with me, but I'll answer them. Okay. So that is one way to ground yourself. Another way to ground yourself is through visualization techniques. You know, see yourself uh, extending roots out from the bottom of your feet, so that you're now connected visually or metaphysically to the earth, which kind of tells your mind, okay, I'm more connected to where I am presently. Which is my. What is your thought? So wow, shall we defluff that, what you just said? Was that fluffy? That was, was fluffy. too fluffy? It was fluffy I, I mean, for me. Our, was, our audience I, is saying no at the I, moment. It was fluffy for me. Hmm. All because, right, because defluff away then. Defluff I shall. Hold on, little one. Allow me to come in. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Do you need a feather? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Anyways, defluff. let's get back to this. So when you're grinding, uh -huh. you're literally releasing the static charge from your body. By okay. definition. So, so you're removing... You remove positive it. ions from your body exactly okay and, and that's what charges it and that's what i'm saying I, I like the terminology yes those are techniques to do it mm -hmm. however okay. and here's the however huh? not everybody is earth to sky grinders some are sky some just some some are earth to or sky earth and some are sky to earth because yes. i've noticed that it's generally between about one in every 30 people i meet mm -hmm. who are trying to grind so excessively and they can't do it mm -hmm. And the reason is their energy center or what's called their soul matrix. Mm -hmm. So you have your each of the chakras, right? Yes. We're generalizing. Yes. For the record, chakra is the highest concentration of nerve endings in any part of the body with the highest amount of limbic or brain impulses being sent there. That's just a wee side note. That's a good way to put it. That's exactly what it is in the That's scientific, a scientific term. Yeah. So in the solar plexus, mm -hmm. we have this um, ring around it. So if you want to visualize it, think of a wireframe donut. Mm, that sounds good. That literally encases that chakra, and that's called your soul matrix. Okay. So some people's soul matrix spin anti-clockwise, some mm. spin clockwise. If you're an anti-clockwise spinner, it means that you pull air. So the cone of energy that's at yeah, the top of your head is spinning in the opposite, opposite direction. direction. So therefore, the energy can't come through that mm. in the same way. So think of it like a valve. It's a vortex going in and a vortex going out. So, so cone up. Question: cone I think might come from that is how do you know if you are a reverse uh, grounder, essentially, or earther, or Earth. skyer. Is it a skyer? I don't know. Well, we call it earth. <laughs> we, we, we would classify it as earth to sky or sky to earth. Okay. So the easiest way to do it is when you, as you were saying, when you sit in that visualization of pushing the roots down, mm -hmm. if you're feeling tension in your stomach mm -hmm. at that time, it means that it's going the wrong way. You're trying to force it. And if you uh, even take a moment, it could take a couple of times for you to get that connection that way. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, try it. It's so here's, experimentation. Here's another question so literally like pull the energy from the earth, visualize electric coming up through your body and push it down through the top of your head. Now, when you're pushing it through the top of your head, though, what are you connecting to? The sky. But the sky is huge. So is the amount of energy you're putting into the earth. That's definitional. But when you ground into the earth, you're connecting to the, <laughs> you're connecting to the. See what the he's doing here, folks. He's literally earth. just doing what I done to him. I am. And I'm, I'm kind of proud turn, of him. Boy. I'm kind of proud of him. But I got the answers. So we're good. Okay. So here's here's the question. Yes, so sir. when you ground, you're grounding to the core of the earth. You can visually see yourself bringing those uh, roots down through the different layers of the earth into the mantle. So of many, the earth. how many, how many layers is there? I think it's like five. Five layers? Of Five layers of the Of earth. the crust? Of the crust. To the, get into the, the core. center is the mantle, I believe. And what and is The mantle that? and then the core is inside of that. It's, so. it's lava. So they say nobody actually knows. No, because nobody's been there. It's it could be hollow. And we're deep it could be a hollow earth. So basically we're just grinding it into the earth. Correct. But so you can visualize <laughs> yourself grounding down there. So like, let's say somebody was trying to sky ground. I don't know how to say it. Um, would they be kind of going towards the existence of yeah we have a question coming in keep going okay maybe you are connecting to like the the essence of the universe or the 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 origins of the universe is that too complex would you say no it's that's that's about right if, yeah if you want to really simplify it you want to 
connect to to the earth, mm-hmm. to connect to grass mm-hmm. or connect to a cloud. Okay. Let's simplify it. Right? Yeah. But just just to interject, because we Absolutely. had a question come in from somebody who's on the line. Do you need to have something that belonged to the person in order to connect with them? No. Ooh. Just an emotional attachment. Correct. But often, sometimes with people that have passed, there's energy, res- energetic residue that's left on these objects. And that's called clairsentience. Yeah, and, and but even like when people say their houses are haunted or, or something happened in this location, you know, they, they like somebody that has passed that had a intensive passing or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, there's an energetic yeah, the residue, residue that's yeah. left on mm-hmm. that, which is mm-hmm. kind of their portal back. Yeah, it's called a hitchhiker anchor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I understand that. But the bit, So, but you can emotionally connect, connect to that. If you have an emotional connection to that person, mm-hmm. you have a far higher percentage chance to connect that person on the mediumship level if okay. you are um if you're going basically through clear sentience and touch mm-hmm. it's a lot harder because you don't know how many people touch that before that so you have to get through this okay. sort of array of different energies to make sure you're connecting via that energy it's very very rare mm-hmm. and i'm going to put this as an, an assumption it's very very rare that any object that's been in the house whether the person's living or past hasn't been touched by other people during that time because well that's what you have to fight through so i would suggest that it would be better to try and connect on an emotional level or mm-hmm. even through portalizing through a picture of that person so you could visualize it and then visualize the emotional attachment that comes up with that picture i'm trying to think of the name of it where you stare into the mirror that's scrying scrying divinatory mm. scrying where you allow your eyes to defocus in order yeah. to go see through it so you don't actually look at the picture you look through the picture yeah and it's that moment when our eyes just start to deglaze and mm-hmm. defocus mm-hmm. that we start to think oh i'm not seeing this right and we and correct it all yeah. the times that's when you're not supposed to correct it. no that's when you let meant to let it flow yeah. literally let that flow that's normally when facial features start to start to change a little exactly bit. and that's when people get freaked out because yeah. this is not how i remember this picture yeah and they they tend to get freaked out but mm. in a sense you could use an object like a picture you could use um you know a, a, any object that they had residue of a home mm-hmm. or basically a picture or an emotion mm-hmm. i would i still go back to the emotion because emotion is the, the the fastest connection to that realm mm. because it's a trigger and we were talking about that at the start of the podcast when it was a part of your brain mm-hmm. that actually was a muscle that we could build. So therefore we build our emotional library. That emotional library gives us a certain level of connection that we don't really associate with past people until we use it. So it's subconscious. Okay. That's a great question. I hope that answered your question. I hope it did. <laughs> All right. Hope... Oh, that was what intense. What we got next here? What do we got next? This one is from Mia. It's Mia. How do you decipher a realign, realigning energy feeling from an energetic disturbance, both feelings of discomfort. So basically, I think what you're saying here is after, if you get an energy therapy or if oh. you get something um, that has yeah, been moved or shifted, yes, you, you did. And if you get a, a movement of energy, mm-hmm. how do you know what is that energy rebedding mm-hmm. or how is it uh, an actual energetic discomfort? Yeah, that's a really a deep question when you think. Or, yeah, or that's a deep, that deep form. question. Yeah. So it is a deep question. And how do you even start that? Oof. Like, how do you discern what a real feeling is? Right. Well, let's go through a basic energy therapy. Okay. Energy therapy is opening up certain chakra points. Correct. Or uh, emotional points within mm-hmm. the body. And seeking out the emotional blocks that are held. So how do you do that? What are you searching for? coldness stagnus how do you search it, it expresses itself differently so sometimes it could be heat i could i almost sense or see that there's like a, a uh like a, almost like a cramping that's happening in those specific areas of the body okay and i'll scan over but i normally start at the head and kind of send the energy through and almost like bring back that information you do it like that i do that's interesting is it i go straight to the solar plexus solar plexus is a great place to do the, but the that's reason- more with the mental body but I go there because in my in my belief system mm-hmm. and the way that I operate, the solar plexus and the soul matrix is the actual seat of the soul. And if we're working mm-hmm. on the energetic body, that's the soul body as well. 
Okay. So my, my go-to is going straight to that solar plexus. Yeah. Now, if we take that on another variation where we take emotional responses mm-hmm. or limbic impulses, that's the uh, signal sent for our brain that we code and remember as emotions, that all happens in the stomach. That's why a lot of people say, oh, I've got butterflies in my stomach if they feel love, or mm-hmm. I feel sickness in my stomach if they feel anxiety, because that's where all the enzymes are being released. Yeah, we have over, I think it's like 100... 100,000 or up to a million brain cells in our stomach. We have 2.2 billion brain cells in our stomach. All (laughs) firing at 0.07 volts. That's why when they say, if your brain's not sure, trust your gut. Because it's technically your second brain to some degree. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. if you can synchronize those two, you're... But how do you differentiate? Back to the question. How do you differentiate between what is emotion that's settling after an energetic therapy and an energy rebedding? I honestly, when, when it gets like that, I often find that they already know the answer or it's sometimes when you're realigning yourself. So you might've just processed something that was very heavy. Okay. There could have been a block or something that had come up and you either you cry or you scream or you get upset about it. But after that, usually sometimes you might feel a little bit tired. And I think if you drink water or if you have a nap after yeah. something intensive, see how mm. you feel right after. Well, the en- it might be your body energy, just realigning. Yeah, itself. energy therapy in its absolute essence is an internal heater. Mm-hmm. We're stimulating energy by heating certain places, mm-hmm. therefore creating a flow of kinetic energy through the blood line. Correct. So that's dehyd- or, or dehydration internally. Mm-hmm. So water is very, very important in all aspects of spiritual practice, meditation, mindfulness, intentional work and uh, energy therapy all across the board. You Mm -hmm. need water in order to flush out the excess toxins Mm -hmm. that have just been released from these energetic releases. And that can cause cramping. It can cause a bit of discomfort. It can even cause sweating. And allow that to go. uh, Yeah, allow that to flow. Don't don't try and hold on to that because a lot of people will just go, oh, this doesn't feel right and you've broke me. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. a, I, that's a very common response. We get that feeling, oh, you've just broke me. No, mm-hmm. what we've done is just allowed all that excess energy that has been building up for so long, and we've told it, you're not welcome here it's no more. It's been moved out of that yeah. space, so the body's like, hold on. It's been here for so long, and now it's gone. Exactly. So now it has to readjust itself to what what has been changed yeah well it's like anything else if if you if you walk around with like 50 pounds of weight on your shoulder Mm -hmm. which is the typical variation of how much stress we carry Mm. and you suddenly get rid of that you walk funny your your gait your your posture is different because you're so used to holding that energy or holding that pressure and once it's released everything changes so if your stomach is being compressed through holding all these emotional enzymes Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's not there Mm -hmm. of course it's going to gurgle of course it's going to move around but Again, back to water. Get that system hydrated. And if you want to cry, let it cry. Get it out. That's the best time to. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people push down, especially in energy therapies. They push it down. They try to hold on to it. They try to process it. But the whole point of the matter of coming into spiritual practice, mindfulness, you know, meditation and energy therapy is the fact that we're trying to help you do most of the work. So if you have to, excuse the terminology, pee it out or cry it out, let it go. Yeah. Because in that moment, You've done the work. You've it's become time to conscious process of it and let it go. Let it go. Something Frozen that stuff. Okay. Elsa, it let it go. I was like, going to sing there, but it? I was like, no, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to. Please don't. No, it bounced straight off your head. So here's another question. Oh, so, so we do cover this in what our Episode first uh, recorded live that we're going to post tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that there is more coming tomorrow, guys. Are there any sure signs that confirm I am channeling spirit as opposed to using my imagination? We may as well cover that right now as well, because I'm sure the listeners. Sorry, here my, I went somewhere. Can Did you? Can, 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 can you come back? I'm, I'm here. We're, I'm we're doing a podcast I'm here. I'm centered. Okay, just, just, just read it again. Are there me. any sure signs that confirm I am channeling spirit as opposed to my imagination? Hmm. Ooh. Come back into the room, Rob. I'm present. Thank okay. you for being present. That is a good question. It is. We did talk about that. We did. Very, very did. Discernment. Um, so imagination, I think, is a creative process. You you almost have to think about what it is that you want. Uh, Stevie. Yes? Are you lost, son? 
I'm trying to find the words for that one. Um, the sure signs. Okay, well, we have to know. We're, we're back into what's called the ego mind mm-hmm. and what is the baseline of being in your uh, emotional mental body. So yes. if you're in your emotional mental body, you have to be channeling spirit because mm-hmm. you're connected to God. You're connected you're to a higher ego, power. You're, you're connected to the one con- oneness consciousness. Exactly. So uh, if you talk about ego and the egoic mind, mm-hmm. that egoic mind is where a lot of our imagination comes from because mm-hmm. it's the logical aspect of our mind. Yeah. And if you are sitting e- in ego, by definition, you are not connected to higher spirit. And I guarantee you, if if you're uncertain, if you're in an egoic mind, dig a little bit deeper into what is actually showing up in your mind with this imagination or intuition. See if there's any personal gains that are coming yeah. underneath that. Materialistic usually gains, the yeah. ego wants something out of what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way to discern it, I think. Yeah, you can discern it like that. There's multiple ways as well because they do hit different parts of the body. Mm. And this is about building what's called your uh, emotional anchor points. So if you're sitting in specific emotion, mm-hmm. generally it hits different parts of the body. Okay. And then the last part that we recognize and our brain recognizes is the enzymatic secretions in our intestines. Mm-hmm. So we get the bubbles, we get the anger, we get the fear, we get it all building from there. Yeah. That's generally the last place where our our mental body literally goes, okay, I'm angry. Mm. But there's always anchor points and anchor placement points before that. So if you're prone to a, a weak ankle mm-hmm. and every time that ankle gets weak, shortly after you get angry, you know that your anchor point is in your ankle. Okay. And being aware and of the attachment how, to that ankle's anger, anger. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be anything because we do have generic areas mm-hmm. of the body. The right leg is usually associated with emotion. The left leg is usually associated with dharma or soul okay. path. There's certain uh, discernment from masculine, feminine um, uh, correlation to that. Mm-hmm. But we're looking at it as personal emotional anchors. Mm. So we're not genericizing it. We're bringing it really in. Personally, I know if I get angry, my right shin gets sore. Hmm. So if I'm building, some people's face goes red, some people mm-hmm. tighten their teeth, some mm-hmm. people, you know, clench your fist, some people, you know, hunch forward. Mine, my right shin gets sore. But that's after a lot of time of sitting in that emotion and seeing what part of my body hurts. So it's almost your body trying to tell you that. Yeah, my body's saying, hey, you're getting angry. You need to, in this case, grind out or yeah. chill out. Yeah. But every person has different anchor points mm. and knowing them anchor points actually allows them to discern which is an egoic mind, mm-hmm. what's coming from a fear and what's coming from an imbalance in your energy. Here's an interesting question. Let's say you get, I think it's interesting. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's Thanks say, for clarifying. let's say you, you get a, a liver pain or you get a pain in your back. Mm-hmm. If you were to isolate that within your brain and ask, okay, why is this hurting right now? Mm-hmm. What is the possibility of the body responding by telling you that it's an re- emotional response or something? Because all physical ailments are generally an excess of a toxin mm-hmm. or negative emotional toxin enzyme in that place. So it doesn't matter where it's a weakness physica- physically mm-hmm. or if it's a, a, an imbalance in the energy. Either way, the process is the same. The brain will still investigate it. The brain will still release the limbic impulse, which comes from the pons gland in the brain, Mm -hmm. and release these emotions or Mm -hmm. these enzymes. The correlation and the pattern of these enzymes then tell our brain this is anger. Mm -hmm. Where it is and where it's located, generally we'll hold it in our stomach or our liver or in the kidneys. Mm -hmm. And it's a a huge part of your body on an anatomical level. But they'll hold it there until it's processed. Then, where does that go to? Where is the next step? So they'll go to the next weakest link. Mm. So the brain will go, you're not getting this message from your liver. I'm gonna move it up your spine a little and hurt you. Mm. And in that moment, your brain's saying, I can't cope, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm angry, you're constantly this, you're constantly that. So it's moving around the body to spark your reaction. Here's another one. Oh, you ready? We're getting deep in here. So when, when you do sense that within the body, can you like, so sometimes people think that they're under psychic attack or somebody's a projecting something at them. Yes. Right. So Are when we talking you do get a pain, and curses and hitchhiking yeah, or somebody's here. sending daggers at you mentally or whatnot. If, when you feel that, well, then the I'm body, a dartboard guys, yeah. I'm an absolute dartboard. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because Rob sends me at least 20 darts time. every day. I come fully loaded every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pulling daggers out of my body like nothing. All day. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Little introduction there. But okay, we can roll with this. We can roll with this. Continue. Okay. As you were saying. Um, yeah. So when do you just, how, was there some good techniques to discern when it's internal emotions that are trying to get your attention to either other people's emotions that are being projected towards you? That is as deep a question as we'll probably ever do, but well, it, it's actually really simple to defluff mm -hmm. because if you are feeling an emotion, you can sit in it. Mm -hmm. If you, if you are going uh, and you suddenly feel fear, mm -hmm. there's one or two steps. It's an emotional reaction based on your intuition. Mm -hmm. You can then close your eyes and go, well, why am I feeling fear? You can question it. What's Absolutely. around me? Who's around me? Is there a situation? Is there a, an unseen danger? Take a step back, ground, yeah. and see if that energy is still there. If that energy is dissipated, it was your emotion. Mm -hmm. If it's not, it's somebody else's. Yeah, and I also find it could be somebody that you know. So there might be a name that's popping up in your head as you're starting to feel these body pains. Exactly. So sometimes if you, you like, even though they're sending something at you, there's usually a trace back to where everything's got a trace. That's what I love about energy. You yeah, can trace so it back to source. If you are feeling that pain, you could sit in that pain and ask yourself, is this coming from me or is this coming from somebody else? Yeah. yeah. But how do you defend against it? That's a whole other thing. Exactly. You got to cut cords or you got to protect yourself to some degree. So how would you protect? Give me your top, give me your top three ways oh, to protect. Boy. Now we're getting in there. All right. Keep um, it defluffed. Keep okay, it, I'll do my best. Keep it stupidly simple, my friend. Okay. Um, that can be visualization techniques, which I find. What if you helpful. can't visualize? What if you can't focus? You can't visualize, though. If you can't focus due to the energy that's been attacked, hmm. what tools would you use? See what I mean? Yes. Want to keep it so. We want, as I said, we, we created this podcast to keep it simple. Yeah. And the reason we're keeping it simple is because we can go into visualization techniques, we can mm -hmm. go into imagination, we can do uh, manifestation, unintentional manifestation, all these things that we cover in our other podcasts. Mm -hmm. But the baseline is, how do we do it? Yeah. How do we do it and know that it's going to work? We use tools, right? I yeah. use a bracelet. I yeah. use crystals. Crist yeah, that's a good I point. I continually use grinding techniques. Mm -hmm. um, there's also jewelry, obviously. Jewelry is a massive yeah. one. And then cocooning. Cocooning, and then even just energetic armor, you can see yourself fully protected or have a bubble of a mirror that's projecting whatever's coming at you, you're sending it right back. Explain that, because that, that sounds good, Yeah, but I want to feel it. Okay. Tell me what that means. So let's Get say you're, you're sitting down for a second and you're noticing there's some weird vibes coming your way, whether that's- We're calling like, the vibes? We're getting those weird vibes. We're going to call it vibes? Okay. You want to call them vibes? Oh, juju? Right. juju. Juju works for uh, me. Juju? Yeah. Okay. Juju works for me. So we get negative okay, so you juju. Get a, you get a bad juju. Juju? So, is that not a candy? That is a candy. Juju. Juju? Say a juju. That doesn't sound right. That's the actual term. Is it though? Yeah. Okay. okay let's keep actually. going. We're keep it is going. actually. But anyway. Okay. So if you're in that, if you, if you take a moment, you sit quietly and you can visualize, you can start from either the feet or your crown. Okay. And you visualize almost like an egg forming around you. And as that egg is forming, you can start to visualize specific colors that are correlated with protection, mm -hmm. whether the, it might be some form of protection for you. So you can have like a golden color or a metallic color, but then you just see that layer of almost like glass, glass in front that is reflecting that energy away from you. Okay. So what if you're claustrophobic? Well, then you're in trouble then, aren't you? Oh, I know. <laughs> you can't just pull it out like that, Rob. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, way to shut down the whole conversation. I did. I that, shut was a, right down. that was a that conversation ender right there. No, but seriously, yeah. does that take into effect, or are Do we you still... think that would cause? No, that would go out of habit. Yeah, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia is more so if you're stuck in a small space. So, but that's what I'm saying. If if you are, I'm mean, just I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really good at. You're it. great at. And it. I've got an accent, nearly like Lucifer. Anyway, watch Lucifer. It's awesome, guys. It's a good, it is a good show. Actually. It's a great show. It's a great anyway, process. Uh, repressed emotions it is repressed daddy yes. issues <laughs> multiple forms of oh dear anyway no we're <laughs> way off on a tangent here but anyway uh, back to my point yes the fact of the matter is that we do have certain moments where claustrophobia hits in very okay. weird places like I, I have had clients with cases who get claustrophobic in, in a crowd okay. in a room okay so could uh how if somebody did have that sort of claustrophobic sub-emotional response pattern mm -hmm. 
would you suggest a different way than that? For sure. Let's have it. Go outside. No, I'm talking about <laughs> protecting your energy, man. Wow. Um, That's twice you've shut down. I'm you really so- don't want to talk about this, okay? No, I mean, you can do... There's, there's like, like I said, there's that energetic armor that you can place on yourself. Does that form is, is that a no, form no, of claustrophobia? No, no. Okay. I just want to, I want um, to elaborate because there is some people that will resonate with, uh, you know, the you cocooning think, or blanketing. Yeah. Um, I, I can give another one that's really simple. Let's hear it. So if you have that moment where you are present in the energy that's of infecting you okay. on a deep level, I literally place doors in front of people. That's a great way. And the door literally is my mental block. Every person on the planet can visualize a door because they'd probably walk through 50 in a day. So you just visualize a door. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, that person is behind that door. And if Mm -hmm. you want to let that energy in and test it, you Mm -hmm. can open the door a slightly bit, you know, just leave it ajar is a proper term. So we ajar the door and allow that (laughs) energy through light to come in. Mm. And then if that energy feels safe, we can open the door and if it's not we can reclose it and therefore we instantly get rid of that energetic connection that's a great way to put that. and I, I i feel that's an easier way to protect your energy absolutely however and we're back on the, the devil's advocate uh-huh. however mm-hmm. what if it is a hex or a curse mm. because that is something that did come up in that section yeah and what is a hex and what is a curse mm. you know knowing what they are and the amount of clients Put it like this. If I had a dollar for every person that asked me, did they have a hex or curse? I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. I'd be on a beach somewhere (laughs) with my own private island with maybe six boats. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is hexes and curses are very intentionally placed with ceremonial or ritualistic um, attachments. Sorry, that's... Both a hex and a curse? Well, the difference between a hex and the curse is the intensity. Mm-hmm. A hex is something that is longevity. It's got a long duration. It doesn't have a cutoff time. A curse is something that we can do unintentionally. Mm. You could curse, you know, we use the term curse somebody out. Mm-hmm. Well, what you're doing is just literally trying to deflect that energy mm. or put that person's energy down, put them in place. Okay. But hex, uh, a hex and a curse have very similar long-term energetic effects. They do cause imbalances in the energy system. They do stagnate. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm oh, wrong. Oh, I shall. I almost think that a hex is almost a less intense form of a curse. I think a curse is, it can be, I know some people talk about generational curses. It could have been something that That's happened in your... Archaic curses. Yeah. Archaic? Archaic. Mm. That's what that style of curse is. An Achaetic curse is a curse that's passed down through the DNA. Yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't mess up with you, it'll mess your children and your children's children. Very, very rare because it's mm. a very old style. You yeah. have to be into very old styles of uh, magical practice in order for that to hit. Do you think a hex is more of a... Uh, somebody sending a psychic attack at you? And that's almost like planting itself on you, but it could still be removed. Whereas a curse. Both can be removed. Let's make that be removed, yes. abundantly clear. A hex and a curse can be removed because they're an external source that can be sensed and severed. Mm-hmm. Just like you can cut a cord to a person who's passed, cut a cord to a toxic relationship, it comes down to a theoretical cording. So yeah. when you're talking about hexes, you're talking a hex sent with absolute rage emotion mm-hmm. and therefore it lasts longer. Now, Here's another side note fact on hexes and curses. You feed them with your own fear. Mm. So a hex technically is placed upon you and you grow it with your own fear. Yes. Same as a curse. A curse you can brush off. Okay. Good point. But a hex is something by literal. It is in a hexagon. So it keeps coming around as long as you feed it. It's a pattern. It's a pattern that you feed. That's a great point actually about... If you if you believe that you're hexed or you believe that you're cursed and you become scared of it, that fear in and of itself is going to feed that that idea that you are hexed. Unintentional manifestation and yeah, it's self fulfilling prophecy. Self fulfilling. You're you're literally hexing yourself. Yeah. The mind, as I said, the mind of people that come in and go, "Am I hexed? Have I got hitchhiker?" Everybody is hitchhiker energy. Mm-hmm. What is hitchhiker energy? It is an external source of energy that sits on your aura. 
what is an aura? An aura is the electric magnetic field that comes off our bio bioenergetic the field. bioenergetic field. Yeah. So, you know, there's three things defuffed in one sentence. Yeah, mm. go me. I'm getting there. But <laughs> when job. you when you look at that, either way it can be cleansed. Mm. But if you anchor it, if mm -hmm. you, as you say, give it power, mm -hmm. you're literally saying, no, you're staying here mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep you here. Yeah. So fear is the biggest it's thing. Feeding, feeding a, uh, feeding a the story fire. in your yeah. mind. To feeding the degree, fire because yeah. everybody's a light. Yeah. And it's, everything wants to feed. Even energy wants to feed negative or positive because it's a negative iron charge or a positive iron charge. Either way, it wants to feed. And you have to find ways to either fan them flames mm -hmm. to make it grow mm -hmm. or you literally put them out. Mm. But either way, I want to grow. Yeah. But it's intentional. And that's the difference. In my, in my experience. Hmm. Not that I'm as experienced as you, Bob the Boulder. <laughs> Question. Yes. When we were talking about beginning your spiritual path. Yes. I was right back at the did start. You, did you answer that? If I begin my... How do we... Did you, did you put your opinion on that one? Yeah, I did. Did you, though? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Not enough thinking back. Yeah. Hold on. No, I did actually. I said when you begin to stick to one thing mm. and, and really focus on that one aspect or that one ideology and don't get taken down the rabbit hole all the time. Okay. So uh, spirituality, there's so much information out there. That's yeah. That's the problem. It's, a very, it's with almost Google. an umbrella term. Yeah. Right. Like you could fit the paranormal into that. You fit in angels and demons. Or do you believe know. in demons and angels? Oh, you just put me on the spot again. I did. You just put me. So why can't I put you? <laughs> Do I believe in angels and demons? That actually um, came up as a question. Did it? Yeah. Okay. So, do, do these magical entities exist? I think who was. It? I think we give it power at times. But do you and believe that they exist? We're not saying you know because somebody goes, "Do form. angels exist?" It depends on the form. Is is there a physical person that has wings and a halo? But that's a, that's a mid that's a mid Renaissance association with what an angel looks like. We're talking about an angel as the energetic mm -hmm. being. I think a person can be angelic or demonic. I think there's there's aspects of that. Yeah, and it deals with their vibrational patterns or where they're they are on that spectrum. Okay, they might have malicious intent, which seems almost demonic in nature. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there could be energetic patterns that are stuck on the earth, or they could be entities that are out there that either have positive benefits or intentions for humanity and, they, and there might be another um, field of vibration or entities that have malicious intent that's a really complex answer for the baseline of saying is, that, was that is, it, intense? is it do you believe in the angels and demons okay, yes or sure. no yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's take that right back to where it is right yeah you know but okay. do you because a lot of people do a lot of people you know literally plan their whole lives around angelic beings or yeah. fae or the fairies True. or even certain parts of um, old school gods and old mm -hmm. school ideologies. Mm -hmm. And they, they, are they real? Mm. Well, they're as real as you believe in them. Because it, like, if we look at the whole variation of Buddhism, Buddhism, yeah. Buddhism, Buddhism was a man mm -hmm. of great philosopher, well, the first variation, and then it's just been sort of reincarnation yeah. uh, comes in after that. But Buddha was a man. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't actually venerated for maybe two or three, uh, two or three hundred years after his first life. Okay. And the, the more power that you give, the more you venerate a thing, it becomes an entity within itself and yeah. it grows via that energy. Same with demonic energy. If you believe it, it will expand. The more that it's given power and fuel, the greater it will grow. Mm -hmm. So I can say like earlier in my, in my path, I'd say I was far more dwelling into angelic the angelic realm kind of working with the archangels and things of that nature and i did feel supported uh, at least spiritually i felt supported mm -hmm. and and then also i started seeking out demonic how demo demons work and their ideology and what they're mm -hmm. representing or what they're meant to do um so yeah i think they could be almost aspects of uh, human potential yeah. where we can go on the spectrum i agree with that the the one the one term that you use there that i think needs a little bit deep fluffing is archangel archangels what is an archangel uh it's oh, oh geez it's like the ruling angels the ones that are yeah but they're kind of closest to god to some degree yeah no they're actually servants of god because mm. they all are yeah but even if you look at on a biblical level mm -hmm. there is layers of angels that are far more advanced far closer to god mm -hmm. than the archangels mm. so we have to understand 
archangels we venerate mm -hmm. as if they are these massively powerful beings mm -hmm. which in their own right they are it says somewhere in, in the bible i can't remember the quote that if an angel falls onto earth he could literally wipe out half a planet mm -hmm. with the force of heaven coming to earth however archangels themselves are there to govern and watch earth so we need to understand that they aren't outside our reach we can they're almost like fields of consciousness that you can access. That's another way that a lot of people have gone through. The higher the variation of the Sephiroth or the, or the Sephirithi mm -hmm. and the Seraphim, mm -hmm. the higher up the consciousness scale, the closer to oneness the or oneness the God, the God consciousness. Yeah. And uh, I think in, within Christianity terms, it's mm -hmm. called the Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. So when you get into the Christ consciousness, you're all really up there with them higher level angels. So therefore they'll have more representation of you. Mm -hmm. And they're there to serve you as much as you are to help them. Yeah. They're there to assist you. Exactly. So if you guidance. take that, the angels out of that uh, Christian ideology, mm -hmm or you know the lexicon of it and move it into everyday status is that not the same as spirit guides is that not the same as guardians mm -hmm. is that not the same as you know some deities that come through yeah so it's just about understanding and it's your interpretation of what that energy is and that's the big thing that people mess up mm. it's your interpretation because you said well do i think they're human with big wings and or they could be alien you know? Oh, wow. The <laughs> rabbit hole right there. That was Never a rabbit huge hole. rabbit hole right there. <laughs> well, that, what do I, I answered the question. What about you? Well, I what? just did. No, you didn't. You just, do, you do I believe in it. angels? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe in all mystical beings and entities, yes. Mm. Because you cannot believe in one aspect of it without accepting the fact that there is. You can't have good with... Uh, you can't believe in angels, not demons. Mm -hmm. And that's a big trait. A lot of mm -hmm. people say, well, I believe in the angelic power, but I don't believe in demons. Well, you can't. There has to be good and bad. There There's has always to be, the paradox. Yeah, there has to be the paradox. The yin-yang aspect. Yeah. Yin-yang has to be good, bad, light, dark, positive, negative, you know, angels, demons, all that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe in it all. I'm tattooed halfway up my body with the angels. Of course I believe in them. <laughs> Do I believe that they're all powerful? No. I think they're fallible just the same as us. They, they make uh, conscious decisions, hence why they report to a hierarchy. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I do believe they're there to serve as well as protect and to help. I don't believe in this uh, uh, aspect on a personal level that they're there as a greater entity than us. I believe that they're there to help assist and serve us on planes and in aspects of spiritual and conscious expansion that we aren't uh, able to achieve at that time. Hmm. So, yeah, I do believe in them. Quite deeply, I believe in all mysticals, fey realms, uh, yeah. the sealy courts, the unsealy courts. I believe in all of that, cryptids. Yeah, I have a really weird mindset. I'm just putting that no, out there, I hear you. just in case anybody doesn't know. <laughs> uh, and if you do know, well, there you go. So the other aspect of uh, of that mindset yeah. is again, you know, how much of it is fluff and how much of it's real. And the baseline, and I'm going to, I'm going to put a very controversial statement out here. I'm warning you all in advance. It's only as real as you put faith in it. I was just about to say, it's all about belief. How, how much belief and faith do you have in what it is that you're doing? Because a lot of people don't even have faith in themselves. So they put it yeah. in an external being. Mm -hmm. But in every religious scripture, we are a part of that divine. So if you're putting faith in a higher party, you're actually putting a portion of faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. And my advice is stop putting out, giving power to these other entities and take it take into it yourself. Back. Take it into yourself because you are a spark of the divine. You are part of the universe. You're you are part of God's children. Of it, yes. you, you are the, the physical third dimensional expression of this energy. You have a spark of the soul. And this, that's covered like 10 different religious ideologies there. But the fact of the matter is they're all saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. All saying that we are a part of the divine. So therefore embrace that energy. Don't, don't. just express it out of like become that that expression of the divine instead of seeking it outside of yourself find it within yourself exactly and that, yeah. that's a good you know honestly that's as good a way to finish a broadcast find stop stop placing your energy your love your emotions your power and other beings and uh, materialistic things and we give power to so much absolutely unintentionally and what i you know my advice especially for the q a is Come in and take it to yourself. Call yeah. back that power. That that person that you know gave, said that nasty thing to you. That's yeah. none of your business. Opinions don't matter and because that's their interpretation of how they feel that you should act. Yeah. And, and when you when you get upset by that, 
you're giving that power. You're mm -hmm. saying that that's acceptable. Instead mm -hmm. of going, no, that's their interpretation. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. And it's all about power and personal power and personal empowerment. Absolutely. And that's what I think spirituality is as and a whole. And that's the thing, right? Is if you're too busy kind of seeking out validation from those around you or people pleasing, if you visualize that, you know, that cup half full or half empty ideology, you can go from, you know, if you're, if you're seeking everything out what externally, the not there? then that's great. <laughs> Again, uh, devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, oh, you lost my trail of thought on that one, bud. <laughs> um, what was I going with that? I was, I was while pleased, while yeah. Rob gets his head back in the game, <laughs> we're going to close up in about two or three minutes here. So if anybody who's in the, the chat has any quick questions they want answered, drop them in now and we'll get to it before we close up. Yeah. So Rob, where were you? Okay, so I was basically trying to say, if you're too busy emptying your cup on other people, seeking out answers from external sources, you're not able to fill your own cup. It's usually if if you can fill your own cup, then you have extra extra... Uh, let's talk about, let's say water and that water is emotion. Well, they are a high percentage right? Then you of can water. share something of more value when you work on, I, I might, I'm off. Let's just ignore that one. No, Ooh, I get I, what you're saying. You know so, what I'm saying? So basically the more power that you have for yourself, the mm -hmm. more room you have to expand your consciousness, expand your love, expand your energy and fill your cup and from your way. Outwards. Yeah. Uh, fill your cup your way instead of being, how would you say forced? Or conform to take other to people's it. cups or like yeah let them expecting have expecting other people to fill your cups for you let them have it it's not our problem they can have it okay so just before we close guys is there any other questions in the chat i'm going to give you one minute any <laughs> questions in here got any use, use your big girl's words because <laughs> we do have an audience in here guys just to let you know uh, i guess my Absolutely, because they're all, yeah. yeah. Because most people associate. Maybe just repeat that in case they didn't hear what the question was. Go for it. All right. So the question was, can you be strong, strong in more than one of the clairs? And when she says clairs, she's talking about clear sentience, clear audience, clairvoyance, different forms of extrasensory perception, perceptions. Yes, yeah. Yes, you can, because they're all of a similar uh, energy. They just hone into different parts. So when you're talking about the clairs, it is a magnification of any of one of the normal senses. Clairvoyance is a magnification of your intuition. Clairsentience is a magnification of your touch, feeling, all, all these different things. It's just magnification. So if you're working on raising your vibration or raising your internal vibration of your intuition as a whole, all of these clairs magnify with it. Now, some people hone one aspect of it and really master that, but that doesn't mean that they're not capable. If you're a clairvoyant, it doesn't mean you're not clear, capable of clairsentience or clairaudience. And just like the muscle, it's it's kind of practicing a specific clairaudience or whatever it is that you are trying to enhance in yourself. So if you if you know, like maybe you can sense, um, you can hear things or you sense something through touch or you can see something in the future, practice practice that. See if see if there, you can get more detail on what it is that you're doing, and it's it's just like that muscle, just repetition. I'd say. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Cool. So is that us? Was that our I'd first live us. podcast done? I think I think that's what that might have been. I think that's what it was. It is recording, right? It is. Okay. Well, it says on air up <laughs> here, kidding. so I think we're good. All right, good. Otherwise, I just wasted an hour talking to a ball guy. <laughs> hey, I'm enlightened, boy. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that's you are. <laughs> And that's 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 the spotlight shining off that's your ball the, That is Hold the on. light. That we is... have one more. <laughs> what are the seven subclaims of higher form energy? Ooh. That's a deep question. That's an intense question. It actually isn't that intense. If you actually stay tuned to our live our our episodes that's being released over this next week or two, um, yes, the Cabalion is a completely different variation. Um, and that is this, the seventh variations of uh, how they say the existential mindsets and consciousness mindsets through the different subplanes of how we are bedded into this third dimensional realm. The Kabbalion is a fantastic book. Have you ever read it? No. I studied the Kabbalion a long time ago. It was actually a guy, um, his name was Jeff. Mm -hmm. And Jeff said, you must read this because you'll understand the consciousness of expansion and how we have pitfalls. Mm. So have you ever seen the seventh tree of the Sephiroth? 
Yes. So that is the Kabbalionistic seven dimensional oh, realms. Okay, so you have yes. different dimensional realms associated oh, with that. But uh, who Give is it? Danielle. 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 Is that Danny? That's Danielle. Hello, Danny. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. Danielle is my sister in law. <laughs> I'm assuming. You better hope. Uh, no, because I know Danny was reading that. So, uh, yes, it is. Uh, so. <laughs> Danny, we actually have a podcast coming up and I'm actually explaining the Sephirothic um, mindset in it because it's very, very complicated and it it's one something that we want to defluff because it's very, very enlightening in so many ways. Mm. So I would say over this next one, maybe two or three weeks time, we're dropping that one in and it's about uh, 45 minutes specifically on the Kabbalion and the seven subdimensional planes that's associated with the Sephiroth. So that's a really good question, that is a good question. and uh, yeah, I'm, I've literally dedicated one because it's a topic that also shows up. the points in the body. Right? It also aligns it perfectly with uh, yeah. the metatronic uh, points on the on the divine plane. Right. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It actually brings you up into the 16th, 17th, and 19th crown chakra alignments. Mm. It's fascinating. It's literally above. Everything's above you, and your parts of it, and you ascend mm. into people. Great question, Daniel. Great question. But we'll definitely get into it. So. Um, that's us. That's us. So from now on, we're going to, we'll be releasing an episode every week. And mm-hmm. um, we do have questions and answers in um, from our clients in the store. If you do have any questions and our questions that you wished for us to answer, um, you can do it via our Instagram page or Facebook page, or you can email us at shinewavespiritual at gmail.com. And we'll get to the, we'll put that into another uh, customer episode because we're going to have loads of them. Yep. And then just look out for any uh, alerts. If you follow the show, what you'll get is an RSS alert. So every time we drop something new, you'll be informed. You can come in and uh, listen. Yep. So other than that, it's a goodbye from me. Yeah, all the best. Have Thank a good one. Thank you for one. listening. Thank you for dropping by. Indeed.